There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And it's Tuesday, and we are getting Tuesday. closer and closer to, uh, I guess, the end of times, right, Jim? <laughs> the end of times? I think we already passed it. We're in the whole, uh, what is it? What's right after everybody leaves? I mean, this is the... Purgatory? The, uh, I don't know. No, well, so, no, so you're, no. you're saying that everything ended in 2012. I would say that we are actually close. No, 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 no. Not that everything t- ended in 2012. Is that in 2012, no matter how much manipulation they had tried to do to maintain the lid of darkness on us, we are now bursting out. We have we have passed the point of they can no longer control us, and we're just now getting that. Like a, we, we've ta- I've talked about this in a metaphorical way. Is that you know I think of a human life. Well, we're just the baby trying to get some head control right now. We're just trying to get a little bit of our head kind of from bobbling around. In our understanding of the enlightenment and the world around us, there's so many things that we're seeing right now through the you know, idea that we're talking about frequencies. We're talking about the energy that we are. We're talking about intention. We're talking about how we are connected to each other. We are all one. And, and so in reality, we're seeing a lot of things that are coming out that they the evil wants us to continue to think, oh, you're held under these rules. You're held under these laws, you, you know. And uh, we we don't have to. We don't have to do, well, build. So, so what do you think happened in 2012? Well, 2012 is just I we we talked a little bit about this about the uh, the did we mean I don't maybe we mean you didn't uh, the repair of the human DNA the the repair of the human DNA where they have been trying to functionally crack it and manipulate it and keep us away from who we really are and understand the world around us that there is a lot of times in our own DNA that there is a true reset and that happens in in the population in general and I think that they have tried and tried and tried but we reset ourselves in a way that the DNA ourselves is resonating with us again and we're able to you know produce a, a a better vision of the world around us and we don't need their superstition and tradition to be afraid of I don't know if that makes sense or not so so what about the whole CERN thing do, do you think that uh, CERN blew up the uh, the universe in 2012 and now we're sitting I think in they this were purgatory or, or we're kind of like we're kind of in this in-between or we're living in an alternate dimension. What are your thoughts? On the CERN thing, I think actually the CERN was their last best, you know, uh, try to collapse, trying to maintain control, trying to see if they could do one last trick to be able to create that uh, effect where they maintain control. But they, you know, the Looking Glass project actually was really pretty fascinating in the idea that they knew they can do remote viewing. They still do it. Our CIA, CIA pays for it currently. Uh, the movie Precog, uh, Precognition, the uh, Minority Report, uh, the Minority Report with Tom Cruise in it. You watch that. This is what we are living in today where they seem to be almost predictive of our behaviors, and that is very true. Now there's a point now where they don't, they can't control what is that, the outcome is the way they used to. Hmm. Interesting. Because I know, I know a lot of people <laughs> think that uh, what they did on their search for the Higgs boson – Right. Where they're colliding very, very heavy elements. I, I watched something the other day where, where it's suspected that they created an element heavier than any other element 
ever created, and this offset right. the balance of the universe, shifting us into an alternative dimension of where that element actually existed, which is kind of interesting. I think it's very implausible. But, uh, you know, if you look at the kind of things that have spun out since 2012, now, mm-hmm. leading up to 2012, there's a lot of, like, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists, and you had Terrence McKenna with Time Wave Zero, all these mm-hmm. things, the Aztec, uh, the Mayan calendar in the sense of the reset, which was, by the way, spot on. Right. Um, and it has to do with um, astronomical phenomena in the sense of where we are on a, what's known as the galactic transit. Um, but it was really interesting because. When 2012 happened, a lot of people were expecting December 21st, 2012 to be the end of the world. What people didn't know at this time, and this is because the government classified it, because when the government discovered that this was actually happening, when the government saw that this is coming towards us, they classified all this information. They held it from the public. Back in 2012, I'm not lying, they, they kept it from all the news, they kept it all from all the social media, and they made it incredibly top secret. And they didn't release it till many years later that this, these events actually occurred. And they right. occurred between July and August of 2012. Now, here's the thing, is these events, if they were impactful on the earth, mm-hmm. we would have been destroyed. 89 to 90% of the population would have been gone, wiped off the face of the earth. And this was coronal mass ejections that came from the sun. And in 2012, there was a series of three coronal mass ejections that were ejected from the sun between July and August. And each one of them had a trajectory heading towards earth. Right. Every single one somehow missed earth. Two of them um, kind of just went like one degree offshoot, which by the time it gets 90 million miles away is pretty far away. But there was one that was directly headed towards earth. I believe it was like July 16th, 2012. And if Mm -hmm. this thing hit our planet, which they believed it was going to hit our planet, it would have absolutely destroyed civilization. And I don't mean like taking out electronics. It would have scorched fire upon the earth and burned the atmosphere type of thing. Okay. That's how powerful this coronal mass ejection was. And the governments of the world classified this. They, they made it top secret. They, they didn't tell anybody in the news because if it had happened, they wanted to be just as surprised as everybody else, but they had already protected themselves by going to bunkers and so forth. This is pretty interesting because people are like, what? No, no, this is real. This is declassified 2014. Here's the thing. And this comes from a lot of people who blew the whistle on this after the documents became declassified of people who are working at NASA and, and, and various different jet propulsion laboratories um, in scientists and so forth is they said that this coronal mass ejection was headed directly towards Earth and would have hit the planet, except right before it hit our planet, something deflected it between the Earth and the moon. Hmm. Some, they have no idea what it was. They don't know how it happened, but something deflected it between the Earth and the Moon. So my my thought is, is what if they used CERN to to create a massive energy expulsion at the same point in time that that coronal mass ejection was passing by the Earth to produce a a deflection of X-rays around the planet to deflect a coronal mass ejection. And that, in sequence, had some type of impact upon our planet because of the amount of energy outburst. Wow. 
Well, that that would, if we can correlate the time between the uh, uh, mass ejection and then their their timing of the CERN itself when they were practicing, because see they practiced for a while. They were they didn't quote unquote do the big one, and they kept kind of spinning it up. Remember, they were doing that quote unquote tests and different things like that. They were well, yeah, but I mean, if, if you're thinking about a classified, you know, uh, coronal mass ejection that's coming to Earth, the last thing they're going to do is tell people. <laughs> That, hey, we're firing up CERN to uh, produce this massive output of energy. And not only that, is there's, uh, there, there's particle colliders in the United States as well. And, and so what if it was like a, a combined resonant effect of three different particle colliders on the planet mm. all resonating at the same exact time to right. produce a massive outburst of energy? I mean, I, I'm just hypo- hypothecating here. But yeah. I find it incredibly interesting that in 2012 – that event actually occurred, and somehow it mysteriously was deflected away from the planet. Now, this also brings rise to what you're just saying with with thoughts and ideas and intention and emotion. Now, think about how many people on the planet during that time believed or thought that something major was going to happen in December 2000, in, in, 20, in 2012. How many right. people's intentions, emotions, minds, thoughts, imaginations – were dead set on something happening. A lot of them, yeah. right? A lot of oh, them. Yeah. So what if the coronal mass ejection, the reaction from the sun towards our planet, was not naturally induced through solar cycles, but instead produced by the amount, the emission of human emotion and intention driving from our planet for self-destruction? Oh, wow. Well, well that's your intention, right? What you put out there is what you get back, right? So that would why if we were all doing it together, did we just prove that we can do something as a group, as a as a one? Well, this is gonna be interesting. When we get back from the break, I'm gonna talk about a few other experiments like this, and then I'm gonna give you a doozy of a mm-hmm. uh, of a of a mind screw that Uh-oh. people might not be thinking of right now. We'll be right back with more Uh-oh. Dark Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. 
Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. I love coffee. I love tea. Oh, they're making fun of me there in the studio because I dropped my coffee this morning and spilled it all over my stairs and my wall and my floor and my basement. And I uh, still haven't cleaned it up because it was right before the show. So I'm like sitting here going, please, dogs, don't go drink that. Um, <laughs> now, Jim, did you know that in 1999, a group at Stanford University was doing some experimentations with intention around the world? And what they did is they they developed these random number generators. And they right. placed them at spots all around the world, basically universities and big cities, these types of things. Right. And what they were seeing is if they could focus intention around the world to have those random number generators basically start creating no longer random numbers, but instead synchronized numbers. Right. And it was interesting because they started running the experiments and they would do various different things and they would look at global events and, you know, they'd have like two or three per city, these types of things. And the next significant event that actually happened was September 11th. Mm. Now, what's interesting is 19 minutes before the first plane, quote unquote plane, <laughs> the first tower yeah. was hit and struck. <laughs> right. 19 minutes uh, before. You mean the, uh, the, the explosion happened at the building. The first right. explosion happened. There we go. 19 minutes <laughs> before that happened, mm -hmm. all of the random number, number generators around the world synchronized really isn't that interesting they know, all synchronized we know that this is real our government has declassified this information through looking glass and through mk ultra paperclip all i mean this is what the nazis were working on full time i mean that's what they were doing that's why they were going to all those countries in the in the middle east looking for the stargates I mean, when you think of uh, you know the Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean that's what they're showing you is the documentary, uh, the search for the Lost Ark. There's so much more to this than we realize. There's their answers are right here. We just weren't wanting to pay attention because we were too busy with uh, with life, right? Football games and yeah, and getting paychecks. Well so what was interesting in the results that they got from these types of experiments and a lot of experiences that come from them, there's a woman out there by the name of Lynn McTaggart, and she uh, works for the Arizona State University, and uh, she has been doing intention experiments around since this time. And one of the things that she has shown is that when human beings align their intention, it has a direct influence on the manifestation of reality in the sense that various different events 
within reality begin to align towards the intention of a mass of people. So now I take you to this conundrum. For over the last 30 years, there's been a heavy onset of Mm -hmm. people within the alternative media communities talking about a new world order, talking about a transitional shift from freedom into slavery. And with the ramping up of information exchange and dissemination with things like email and the internet and text messages and social media, this has been exasperated over the last 10 years. And what do we actually have happening right now? We have the um, mass growth of understanding that the corruption and the evil around us is real. That's right. But also the the formulation of a new world order. And so what if that was not devised simply out of an agenda or maybe it was aligned out of an agenda which sought to align the intentions of humanity to bring about its own existence? So what if the the minds of all humans who believe in that conspiracy 20 years ago, whether it was the truthful aspect of it, the factual aspect of it, or the conspiratorial aspect of it, what if the alignment of all those intentions, knowing that it was happening, is what actually brought it about today to be successful? Right. Well, think about the correlation with, uh, you know, like we were talking, I think we talked about a little bit yesterday, is that Trump's at the MMA fight with Tyson with Junior, with Eric, I mean, all these different people. I mean, all these Elon Musk. These how much, how much synchronization does there have to be? That there has to be these individuals that are willing to go out there and talk about fighting for freedom and liberty, and it's all coming together at the same time. It's not just like some one-off people, but these are people that you know, like you know, they call them Teflon Don, right? The you know the the fact that Donald Trump just can't get things stuck to him, and here we watch we're watching this in real time, so. Was does he have the time travel effect, or does he have the ability to participate in the Looking Glass project and see where he can manipulate or, or you know keep himself clean and know the attacks are coming after him? So to reinforce those areas of his life, the the intention that we are putting together, the people, when we like I, I talk about this all the time. We need to start talking, right? Put intention behind. Put intention behind your words. Put meaning behind your words. Say something. Open your mouth. That's how we make the difference. And in reality, that, that's, that is accurate. We are making a difference because we are opening our mouths, and we're seeing the benefit of that. Not because it happens in the three-minute cheeseburger we expect at the drive through but it takes time for those things to develop in, in this space around us. And there was a statement I put out on, the, on my different post. I said, you do not change the world you're on. You change the world you're on. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that statement. I left it out there. I didn't respond to a lot of the questions about it. But you don't change the world you're on. You change the world you're on. In other, in other words, you are able to shift and find the right path for your life and find the right people to come around you. People come in and out of your life because they no longer resonate with you. They're no longer part of your, your forward movement. And you can see those people that come in and antagonize you and then suddenly leave because they don't align with you. They're just there to be an adjutant. Well, so our, our bodies are real. I mean, a real so, power source. Well, I, I agree they're real. And I agree that our connection with nature is real. And I agree that our connection with the universe is, is real. And what I'm trying to say here as well is that if we created the consequences within our life through our actions aligned with our intention and emotion and our habits and our behavior and our imagination, mm-hmm. then does that mean that 
we can also change it. And I think Dr. Joe Dispenza nails this correctly. He goes, can your thoughts make you sick? Mm-hmm. And the answer is absolutely your thoughts can make you yep. sick. Oh, yeah. Well, then that also means that your thoughts can make you well. And if that's the case on a consensus perspective, on a, a combined totality of minds around the world perspective, then here's the thing, is if the collaboration of intentional minds around the world brought about the existence of the New World Order or allowed them to exist to where we are at this point today, then it's safe to say that those same minds can shift that paradigm to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, and I, I hate to use the analogy of the Santa Claus movie where they said that, you know, Santa Claus is slay won't uh, fly unless you believe in him. That's why he had to put jet engines on it or whatever it was. I mean, it's the same idea. If you want this world to have freedom and, and, and liberty and you want to not have the government you know over your head, then that's what you have to constantly think of and put intention behind. And like I said, there's only about 100,000 elites on the globe uh, worldwide. And yet we, you know, the 8 billion of us, 9 billion of us can't figure out how to get past these guys. How weak does that really make us? And if our hearts and minds can actually make the intention to where we actually move into this huge, huge freedom, uh, you know, wave across the globe, they can't stop it no matter what they want to do. And I think that's part of what 2012 was about as well as people had just met the point of no return. Like we cannot go back. We're not going to be in this with the, you know, they pushed on the spring too hard and the spring's releasing now. And I think we have a lot of that going on. I think we should be proud of what we have done, but we have so much further to go. But again, where your heart is, that is absolutely real. Just think about what was the, the rice experiment you talked about? Mm-hmm. About, you know, the, the Dr. One, Dr. One. Emoto. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely real. I mean, if you can yell at rice and make it moldy, well, think about what it is about the, the world around you. I mean, think about that. If you talk to your plants and people are like, oh, you're talking to your plants, you're crazy. They were talking about that back in the 70s when I was a kid, talking to plants, that your plants would actually respond to it. Well, why wouldn't they? You know, it's they're, they're just as much energy and water and, and frequency as you are, and so the intention is there. I mean, you know, your animals tend to to mimic their owners. So, you know, there's if there's a dog out there biting everybody that it comes in contact with, maybe look at the owner and go, man, you've got some stuff to deal with. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My, my dog keeps on getting into the trash. Well, I was going to say something off air, Josh, but you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to change. Quit eating so many Pringles or something. <laughs> He's trying to tell you something. Oh, God, I feel so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the truth is out and free. No, but it, I mean, it, it's it's real, though, man. We we have so many opportunities to be amazing and use our, you know, use our hearts for the right place and be the right place. What do you think praying is? When you talk about getting down on your knees and praying... Think about the absolute intention of you've stopped everything in your world to get down on your knees, fold your hands, bow your head, and then sit there and concentrate on only talking to one thing and thinking of nothing else. Isn't that intention? Isn't that what your prayers, you're, you're putting effort into that prayer, you're putting that energy into that prayer? You, you, know, that's, you don't think that's not going to move the needle? Then why is it that we see prayer does? Why do we see people come out of hospitals healed miraculously because people were praying back at the church? Why do we see revivals? Because people do get their heart in the right place, and then suddenly Ooh, it starts to feel good. Do we need to get into the whole we, church thing, Jim? I try, I'm trying not to. I really I don't mean to. But I'm, I'm just the cathedral, you know I'm like, the cathedral, the um, cathode. 
I know. The bells, know. the ancient bells. Where are all I the talked bells? About that yesterday, Jim? yeah. Where did all you? The oh, you talked about it on this show yesterday. I, I did a little bit. I talked about it a little bit about the portals and the and the churches and the fact that did I talk about it yesterday? I had to, I talked anyway. I, I we do enough shows, Josh, that <laughs> I forgot. Um, but no, the the idea that they put stained glass in all the portals of the windows, and those portals are actually resonant, uh, you know, sound amplifiers. Mm-hmm. That they will go out and heal the body and heal the environment around us. But we closed all those off through the church. And remember, anything outside of Christianity is called paganism. And paganism is not a bad word. It just means non-Christianity. So when we all run around and go, well, that's a pagan religion. It's not pagan like as in it's a bad thing. It's just not doesn't align with the cross and the Bible, right? It's, it's something that's a little bit different than that. And so we call it. We could give it bad names, but yeah, the churches all had that. But why were the doors 20 foot tall, Josh? Why do we need churches with 20, 30 foot tall doors with these big resonant uh, openings on the ends? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I think you're going to tell us, though. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And the church bells. The bells you know, I are can't, I can't leave this one alone. So did you know, and they said you that know. this was for the war effort, all throughout Europe, mm-hmm. Germany, and even in the United mm-hmm. States, they right. removed millions upon millions of bells from all the Just churches. Just happened to? Just happened, Just happened to. to? Yep. Hmm. Brass and copper, that, that wasn't, uh, tin wasn't available anywhere else on earth except for in church bells. I mean, this is, that ties in too much into the idea of what we're talking about with the Germans uh, and their march across the globe. And I was asking this off air. Um, what if in reality the destruction of the, the, the Nazis, what they were doing was going, or the German, let's just use the German armies, quit calling them Nazis. Uh, the German ar- army, what if they were actually put together and uh, the, the Bilderbergs, the Rothschilds, or whoever you want to call it, the family said, hey, we'll pay you if you go and find the Stargates, you go find these artifacts. But in the same time, you need to destroy everything you every building you find, anything that has any relevance to being able to tie to the back to the history. And so you go in and you go and we want you to take all the bells out of all the towers so that the harmonics is not healing the people around us. Um, and in reality, what if that was really, really the case that we had a situation where the the establishment, you know, the cabal was uh, actually, you know, paying the German army to, to truck across the earth. Why were they clear in South Africa? Why were they in the Middle East? If you're just trying to conquer Europe, why, why don't you just worry about Europe? Why did they extend themselves clear into South America? Why were they around all these type temples and and Teotihuacan and all these other places that are across this globe? Why did they end up there? Why were they in Egypt? If you're trying to conquer the world, how is Egypt one of your strategic places to go into? Why was it that you marched into Paris and started taking all the artifacts out of Paris and trucking them back to Germany? What was really going on when all those artifacts and paintings and and different devices were collected across the globe and sent back to Germany? I don't think it was about... Did we lose Jim? 
All I heard I is, I, I don't think it was about, oh, there he is. Well, no, I, I agree. And, and you know, okay. with this, and this happened World War One, pre World War One, and they removed a lot of the church bells. They removed a lot of uh, the glass windows that we talked about. You know, it was interesting too because a lot of the windows that we see in these ancient cathedrals, right. they were actually not glass windows. They were actually empty. Mm-hmm. They were actually meant to be resonant chambers, and and, and there's actually a lot of historical evidence to substantiate this that the glass windows were added at later dates and times right yeah well again it's 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 all hidden in plain sight right it's not that you know a lot of it they didn't get rid of because they were considered to be landmarks at that point but what 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 did we even see in the uh whole desert storm weren't there reports coming out desert storm and whatever else we called all those different incursions into the middle east with the bushes Weren't they going in and destroying certain artifacts, certain temples, uh, certain you know, uh, hist- uh, like uh, religious sites? Weren't they doing that as well during then? But they were saying the Taliban was doing it. But if what it wasn't the Taliban that actually doing it? it you mean during the first? Well, th- no, no. This is during the first Gulf War. Um, during right. the first Gulf War, when Daddy Bush went into Iraq, some of the first mm-hmm. places raided and destroyed by American service members were the Sumerian museums with massive amounts of artifacts. And they looted uh, a lot of different people went in and looted a lot of these artifacts, which are now lost to history and only exist within private collection. Luckily, uh, some people have went to these private collections, took pictures of them and put them online and have deciphered them. But they're not part of the the scholastic uh, acuum that's been accumulated since then. And see, right. a lot of the Sumerian um, interpretations that we've seen coming out in the fringe conspiracy world are from right. the specific tablets that were recovered from um, from Iraq in these old museums. And a lot of speculation was that they went in there not because of the oil, obviously, because we never got any of it, but because Saddam yeah. Hussein was believed that he was the reincarnated Nebuchadnezzar. Or sorry, really? uh, oh yeah, the reincarnated Nebuchadnezzar, the reincarnated Nimrod, and that he was right. going to rebuild the tower, and that he had discovered in one of the ancient Sumerian sites what they call a stargate, and he was going wow. to contact the gods and bring them back. And this was the, what was meant by the Tower of Babel, the 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 ability to contact and communicate with the gods. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, again, tying into what we know about the, the German army going down, clear down in the Middle East, down to South Africa, looking for things in Egypt and things like that. I mean, this is all so tied in together. It's just, yeah, there's time and space that has happened, but, I mean, the, the, this this aligns with everything they're doing. They're, I mean, guys, we don't, we're not the only ones that are interested in what is a higher power. You know, we're not, just because... The, we don't have the resources to go out and have scientists come in and talk to us and show us experiments and put together th- certain things. We're not able to expand our knowledge in a lot of the ways that some people who have the resources to do that can. But they, they And they still have the same curiosity we do. What else is out there? Who else is out there? What else is bigger than us? And that's a real thing that we have this desire inside of us. Well, they have it as well. But if they can somehow make friends with whoever it is on the other side first... Well, then they get to win, right? Is that and I, I mean, I think that's kind of the idea. It's like, well, if I can get get to be friends with God or have God-like powers, then I get to rule the people. 
Well, you know, this is interesting because when you start talking about ancient Mesopotamia and so forth and, and these people who, uh, who, who want to search for these artifacts, you know, the Nazis, the Nazis had a few different um, organizations behind this. You had the, the Fabian Society, which was really big in the prom- promotion of, of Nazism. Um, they mm-hmm. basically developed uh, out of the, the Theosophist Society, like the dark occultists that derived out of the Theosophists were basically became the Fabians. And then from there, you had various organizations that formulated within Germany um, one magazine known as Astara, which drove the German occult. Heimach Himmler was actually one of the the high members of the German occult orders um, through Astara. And um, they went out there and sought out various different artifacts around the world, including the Spear of Destiny and the Ark of the mm-hmm. Covenant. And apparently they found the Spear of Destiny, which was up in the Arctic. It was up really, really north. And uh, one of Heimlich right. Himmler's first lieutenants was sent on the mission. His name is Otto von Wyman, I think, Otto von Wyman. And he was sent up there. And the only communication they had between him and Himmler, and this came after the Nuremberg trial, was a telegram that was sent saying that we found it. We have it. And this was after he was sent to go find the Spirit of Destiny, which is quite interesting. And so that Indiana Jones movie might actually have some truth behind it in the sense of the old warehouse and the boxes. But... Right. You know, what's interesting is if you go back to 2011, 12, and 13, and you look at Hillary Clinton's emails, mm-hmm. did you know that Hillary Clinton's emails contained references to the Chamber of Gilgamesh, the Tomb of Gilgamesh that was discovered? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the stuff that gets out there on the edge where people really don't want to start talking about this, how much these people are still working within what we think of is some people may say it's voodoo or witchcraft or other things like that. But the problem is, guys, these they're not. They're not witchcraft. They're not voodoo. This is actually technology and information sources we had here on Earth. We've just been told that they're bad. We've been told to go look, don't look for them. Don't go do that because that'll make you, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But, yeah, no, it's she's been involved with this whole thing all along. And she, her whole right. family has, actually. And for anybody out there who doesn't know this, you can go out there and you can find this directly on the uh, the Clinton email servers. Well, you can find them on WikiLeaks and so forth. But it's from Denetra Senegar requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, the location of, of the his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. This is real. This this is a Hillary yeah. Clinton email that was leaked during the WikiLeaks scandal. This isn't a fake one. This is real and legitimate. Right. Well, and that's uh, that. <laughs> Folks, it's actually – and here's the thing, and this is the superstition and tradition of things, right? We talk, I talk about that constantly. I say that reference, and I think people miss it. Why do we do it? Well, that's how we always do it. That's tradition. Well, why don't we change anything? Well, we don't want to because we want to screw it up. That's superstition. It's the fear of something you don't know. And if we actually go out there and start talking about these things freely instead of putting these labels on it – and by the way, you guys, you guys need to understand this. The number one censorship platform has always been the church. The church has been the only one who's really ever told you from the very beginning that there are words you don't use, there are saying things you don't say, there's thoughts you don't think. I mean, there's all these things over and over again. Yes, I understand we have to worry about our sin, sin list, but at the same time, you know, the idea that there was words that the king didn't want people saying about him, so he went to the church and said, make these bad words. And this is the world we live in. So when we think about what Josh is saying here about these different things of <laughs> Gilgamesh and other things like that, 
these are real historical figures and these are things that we should be talking about but we've been told oh you know that's you know you can't do we don't talk about when we talk about jesus sad part of it is is that it's actually real and if you don't understand the whole picture then you're just blindly being followed or blindly being led by someone who wants to give you bad information Mm -hmm. well you know and, and that's one thing that we have to be watch out for these days is bad information is disinformation is misinformation i was on a twitter space last night and, and this was actually we had two people one the former um minister of infrastructure in ukraine as well as a journalist in ukraine and the narrative that they were putting out there was completely pro-ukraine and really kind of like black and white in the sense of what's really happening and i had to go in there and, and correct them that because they were they're completely wrong. Uh, they, they were, mm -hmm. you know, saying, oh, there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. That doesn't exist. Oh, that's just Russian disinformation. And it, it's interesting to see how people who are enveloped within an ideological storm mm -hmm. can be so irrational in the sets of their thoughts and the judgment to where they align with the authoritative narrative. Yeah. Well, again, it's fear, right? I mean, if it, you know, it, that's where they've always they've always been able to keep those cages around us, these imaginary cages we have. Why don't you do that? Why don't you stand up to your government, Josh? Well, you fear the thin blue line. Is this thin blue line going to stand behind the Constitution, or are they going to stand behind the guy who pays them a paycheck? And uh, that's no different than how we think of our religions, or how we think of our, fa our faith, or our future, or our eternity. We have to always we're always given this fear factor, right? Of it, like, oh, hey, you know. If you do that, you're going to go to hell. And so the sad part of it is, is that too many times from the pulpit, you know, people are trying to scare people into religion. And now we've got a, a, all these scare tactics. And one of the things that we woke up to during the pandemic or pandemic or scamdemic is that, you know, hey, maybe we don't have to live in fear. Maybe we don't have to listen to you guys. You guys kind of suck. And you guys keep telling us to do all these things that really don't make any sense. Like, I mean, there's so many things within, you know, different things that we do ceremonial, just like Easter. We just had Easter, which was, again, Easter, which is a, a fertility god. I mean, we, we've got to be very careful where we say, well, you know, my religion's the best. But at the same time, there's the, the wise men never showed up to Christmas uh, or Jesus' birthday because uh, they weren't there. They came in anywhere from three to six years later. So even in the, from the pulpit at Christmas every year, they talk about the wise men showing up, but they weren't there actually until uh, years later. Anyway. And were they there's, even there's wise men? Who were they? They were the Magi. What does that yeah. even mean? We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. 
and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Good tune. Yeah. I can just listen to this song. for the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Now let's do it. It's like uh, <laughs> WYSL. Bouncing my 80s. head back and forth. All right. Well, you know, Yo. in... Well, go ahead. Go, no, you wanted, Jim, you wanted to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, I was just being very agreeable like I am. I'm always very agreeable. Never comfort, controversial. I always just go with the flow. <laughs> Never controversial? Uh, <laughs> okay, Jim. I, I'm, I'm just right, one of the there, guys, buddy. man. All Nothing right, going buddy. Never here. controversial, huh? Yeah, Dave's not here, man. Um, so, here. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. So let's go back to that. I wasn't that guy 2016. I mean, and I wasn't, I wasn't the, the pliable, get along, pay your taxes, you know, make your money, you know, pay your dues. Oh yeah. Happy uh, suckers day. Happy (laughs) suckers day. You you suckers out there paying into the machine that's eating you. Don't know if I'm going to pay my taxes this year. Don't know if the government's going to be around in the year. You know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really seriously, it's like, do you want to pay off Best Buy's credit card? Because I don't know. Is Best Buy going to make it? (laughs) Anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, the happy tax day, folks. Go to that fear zone in your brain. Um, anyway, no, I was I was Mr., you know, play it by the book. I had a super clean background. You know, I had a couple speeding tickets, you know, was that guy. But when I went through the machine and I watched him put all these stories out and put things in my background that weren't factually accurate and all this stuff, they created an enemy. They created a person that's an adversary to them. That I wasn't like this. I wasn't pushing on them like this. I wasn't worried about the thin blue line being transparent and 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 the, the credibility issues. I wasn't doing that stuff. Yeah, I complain when I got a speeding ticket. I kick rocks. Oh, you don't like paying this. Blah, 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 blah. But the problem is now it's like now I, I realize that there's so much more out there, and they just made me go in and dig. And then once I started digging into the Corporation of America and started digging into the, the religious part of it and started digging into the health part of it. You know, taking iodine every day, keeping your copper intake up, all these different things. I've become now an adversary to the AMA. 
I become an adversary to the CIA, to the FBI, all these people, because I don't want them in my life. I don't want them in your life. And I want them to not put chemicals in your body that's going to kill you or cause diseases that make you die this horrific death. And, you know, this is, I wasn't that guy, but now I am this guy who goes out there and is trying to push the envelope of thought because I want you guys to wake up too and realize that these people are not what you need. You need yourself and you need each other, but you don't need those out there that are trying to Jim, destroy you. Jim, you need you. Jesus. So, yeah. Jim, Jim, you need Jesus. I mean, do I need really, I have Jesus. It's really what I have Jesus down. in my You heart. just need Jesus. Well, it, and that's the truth is that we all need, right? We need God in our life. And we need mm -hmm. that moral and ethical structure of God back in our life. We have to do it to our family, we have to do it to our community, and we have to do it to our state and our and our country. And you know, I think that this is one of the most important ideas that has come from all generations that have preceded us is if we go back to the writings of, of our founding fathers, if we go back to the writings of Thomas Paine, if we go back to the writings of the Greek philosophers, so on and so forth, there's one thing that they all talk about, and that's a prevalent force in the universe, which is guiding mankind, consciousness, mind, and our hearts. Right. And that we must embrace that force that we call God within our hearts and know it within our minds. And that when you make that long journey between the mind and the heart, that's right. when the revelation comes. That's when the beauty blossoms inside you. That's when you begin to truly understand. And I believe yeah, I would, a lot yeah, of what's good. happening these days is to suppress that long journey between the heart and the mind. It's either you are connected with the heart or you are connected with the mind. You are, are either 100% right brain thinking, living in the heart, or you're 100% left brain thinking, thinking within the mind. The logical, the rational, the scientism, which is nothing more than just a left brain ideology, or that you're completely engulfed within the right brain. And here's the beauty is you need a balance. You have to find that middle path. You need that balance within that beaten path between the mind and the heart. Well, and I, you know, going back I, in the nineties, I was a youth pastor for two years. And so I was, believe it or not, Josh, I never cussed. Um, I went to church every time the doors were open, me and my family, you know, I had my kids, I had four kids and my wife, and we all went to church every day. Every time it was open, I was part of the greeters ministry that I started at the church and did all these things. You and I want us. And, uh, I tell you, I think I'm, I'm far closer to what I understand I have a greater understanding now of who I am and what God is now more than I ever did back in the 90s. And I think that a lot of the things I've been able to open myself up to now, and as I'm seeing things clearer, that I was holding myself back from what was really the, the, the genuine connection. I think I was causing an intermediary between me and God. I was always making this, oh, God's way over there because I'm a sinner over here. And so much of that, we, we, we build those little cages. Again, I keep referencing that, the mm -hmm. cage we build for ourselves. And yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, I used to be a youth pastor. I was there. I was that guy. Um, but then, you know, I think I'm far more, you know, closer to God now and understanding what's really going on around me than I ever have in my entire life combined. Well, it, it, isn't that the, the, the plight of life is that as we push forward within this journey is mm -hmm. if we stay stagnant, we'll always be far away. But if we evolve beyond if we move through that that path of life and forge the new trail and then we become closer uh -huh. yep and it's it, a lot of it is just well again superstition and tradition 
you know, getting rid of a lot of those things that you like you you used to always do. Why do we do this as well as what we always do? Why do we sit here? That's because I always sit here. You know, do things differently. Try breaking up your pattern. Try to brush your teeth a different part of the morning than you do. See how that changes your day. Uh, see how it does when you change how you put your socks on, what shirt you wear today, whatever you're going to wear. Think about if you change those up, live life with purpose, and suddenly you find that you are really more of a robot than you realized and how you always do the same thing every time. How, how many times do you get in the shower and you do the exact same routine? Not me, you know, buddy. Not me. I make it a habit. When I get into the shower, I'll do uh-huh. a routine for three days and then I switch. So if you're if you're the type of person that looks at the shower head when you take a shower and you let the water hit your head and sometimes uh-huh. you turn around and let it hit your back, turn right. sideways. Turn sideways. Ooh. See what happens and stand there for a minute and see how awkward it feels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it changes. <laughs> Oh, it messes yeah. with your mind. Just but how hey, guys, the water hits you. Yeah. That's all the time we have for you tonight. Jim and I will be back on the air tonight on American Media Periscope. You can find that at ampnews.us. Go to the Rumble channel. That's where we will be on Amp After Hours mm-hmm. tonight. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We'll see you again tomorrow. Have a good day. See you guys.